Hi, Brave Tribe. This is a short and sweet from our call on Sunday, all about the different relational aggression scenarios that I shared, and then our different conversations that we had regarding popularity, exclusion, and cyberbullying. I am so glad that you are here, sweet friend. Let's get started. The first scenario that I shared was all about building alliances. And the story was about a former student of mine who is now in high school. This is something that she experienced while in middle school. And all the names have been changed in the scenarios. I am calling her Amber. Here is Amber's story. In middle school, I was a part of a clique. One of my friends was furious with a girl who had been, quote, flirting with her boyfriend. Turns out she was just talking to him. But we didn't bother as a group to get the facts. We instead decided to make her pay for this, and we began taunting her in the halls, any place that we could. It got so bad that her parents contacted the school, and the counselor questioned me. I just denied it, and I continued the taunting. I was called in again and reprimanded, but I didn't care. I just waited a little bit of time before I started doing the same behaviors again. We spread rumors about her too. We did not stop until her parents threatened to sue our parents. But by then, we had done enough damage to ruin her life in middle school. It was only now, after becoming a mentor in high school, that I realized what I had done. I am so ashamed, and I still don't know how to make it right. That's Amber's story. In our call, we explored a little bit more about building alliances, and this was such a great conversation. If you have time to listen to the full call, I really invite you to go back. Several members really shared some key aha takeaways. So for our purpose of refreshing our memory, an alliance is a relationship between two or more people with an intention to exclude or act aggressively towards another person. This is what Amber and her friends were doing with this other girl. Amber was intentionally trying to be cruel and unkind to someone who had talked to her friend's boyfriend. It wasn't even Amber's boyfriend. Using your friends to build your power of intimidation, that is alliance building, and it really can quickly lead to negative behaviors. And in our call, we were really talking about how sometimes you might even just share with a friend your complaints about another person and not necessarily trying to build an alliance, but just through verbal sharing, you can shift and change how someone else views someone. If you are complaining about a girl and that person happens to be in your friend's class, just through what you shared, your friend may treat that person a little differently. So it's important for us to be aware of how we share information, what we share, and why. Asking ourselves, why am I sharing? Am I hurt and I want this other person to hurt back? And I want my friends to support me and to let this person know that they've wronged me. That is building alliances. Acting aggressively towards someone who has hurt us is not a healthy way to solve a conflict. In our conversation, we were asking some of the following questions, like, how does it feel when alliances are built against you? And several girls have had that experience where, for some reason, which they, sometimes they don't even know, they're pushed out or they can tell that the girls are siding with another friend and they feel that their story or their perspective isn't being heard. 
how we interpret experiences can be based on so many things other than just what actually happens in the moment. We bring our past experiences and how we solve these problems. One question that we asked and talked about is how can we distinguish the difference between supporting a friend and then building an alliance. So supporting a friend would look like saying things like, gosh, that sounds like that was really hard. I'm so sorry that happened. Oh, I can see why your feelings were hurt. Building an alliance would be a little different. I'm gonna go give her a piece of my mind, or I'm gonna tell her that she's just awful. If you are taking action because of how a friend has been hurt, if you're acting on their behalf, we really need to question, is this my issue? Should I be involved in this? Is this my problem to solve? Why is this so upsetting to me? That's very important to think about. Sometimes the best way to support a friend, rather than going and saying something to that person, we might try to encourage that friend to ask an adult for help or support. Maybe it would be helpful to talk to the school counselor, or let's stay later after class and talk to the teacher. Maybe they can help us. That is a way we can help support the friend. Our final question we talked about is what can you do when a friend asks you to be part of an alliance against someone? And the girls had wonderful examples. One of the things is first to validate that your friend's feelings, they've been hurt. Sometimes friends verbally process what they've experienced and giving them this opportunity may help them calm down and allow that rational part of their brain to come back online. Several of the girls shared a statement, gosh, I can see how this hurts so much, and I'm so sorry that's happened to you, but I don't think me saying something to them is going to make the situation better. Maybe we can brainstorm a way that you could talk to this friend and share openly how you feel. One of our big conversation pieces as we were looking at the scenario is our perceptions and misconceptions about alliances. The first big thing that I felt very important to share with the girls is that sometimes it almost feels like it's become the norm to get other friends mad at someone who has hurt them, to take comfort from ostracizing or punishing a target with the help of our friends. I know when we've been hurt, we often try to find the reason why, or we want to be validated that this was a hurtful experience. And sometimes when we seek support from our friends, we're looking for them to be on our side, to say that, yes, this person is awful and they've hurt you. We really need to work at changing this norm. When you are upset or you've been hurt by someone, I think the most important thing to do is take time to understand why you're upset. What is the feeling? What is the need that you have that you feel is being violated or taken away from you? Maybe you have a need to feel connected. Maybe you have a need for people to understand your side of the story and you feel that's not happening. When we can take some time to understand what it is that's causing this intense reaction in us, oftentimes we can see what we need to ask for or what we need to communicate with that one person. I want you girls to be really aware of how you perceive someone after a friend has shared something that may have been a negative experience. I want you to be open that sometimes that may just be in that relationship, that we all make mistakes and not to let someone else's interactions cloud your possible interactions with this person. Trying to remain open can help you not fall into the trap of building alliances and assuming the worst in someone else just based on someone else's interactions. 
Remember, you are a different person. Alliance building can be one of the most painful forms of relational aggression. I know several of you have experienced this. I'm glad that this is a safe place for you to share those experiences. Remember, it is one thing to turn to your friends when you've been hurt or you're angry with someone. It is another thing to get your friends angry with someone else or turn them against someone else. Sometimes the grievance is a misunderstanding, but the alliance building escalates the problem. Remember, girls, sometimes we personalize the actions of others and think that it's directed at us because of us, that there's something about us and that's why they're doing this behavior. If you have a problem with someone, the best thing to do is talk directly to them in person without an audience. It is not helpful to do this by text because we can't hear tone of voice. We may misunderstand each other. We may not use all the words that we need to in a text because we just want to get it out. But I really think the most important thing to do is if you are feeling hurt, talking directly to that person. That's going to help you solve the problem more effectively or understand that there could possibly be a misunderstanding. Sometimes in a grievance, there really could be a conflict, and that conflict may need to be worked out, and a friendship group can listen to the conflict and be a stimulus for resolving the conflict, not escalating it. That is where you can be a good friend in supporting a friend who is upset. You could encourage the group to come together to help process, to give space for each person to share their side of the story, and to listen and reflect back what people are hearing, and then See if there's a way to find common ground. What would people need to move forward? How could everyone help moderate that and be encouraging and open to both sides rather than taking sides? Sometimes in building alliances, the target is really the aggressor manipulating their friends to do their bidding. So being aware and questioning what is really happening here? What could be other sides of the story, other perspectives to this? Is this my problem to solve? Am I sharing because I want people to help me make this other person feel sad and hurt? The second scenario entails exclusion, and it is from a former student, Lisa, and this was when she was in sixth grade. And here's her story in her words. In sixth grade, I moved to a new school and was excited to make new friends. The new student always became the new popular kid at my old school. I just couldn't wait to be popular. On my first day, I was introduced to Marnie, and my teacher asked her to show me around. Marnie was very friendly. She knew everyone at my new school. I felt fortunate and had so much fun getting to know Marnie and her friends during my first month at school. I even told my best friend at home I was in the popular group. I don't know when it started, but I could tell Marnie was starting not to like me as much. She would roll her eyes at me whenever I talked, or she might even make a mean comment. Then on a Friday, when I went to sit with my friends at lunch, there wasn't a spot and they completely ignored me. Over the weekend, no one responded to any of my texts. I kept trying for weeks to figure out what had happened. They let another girl from her class sit with them, and I later found out that she had been pushed out of the group when I first started. It can be so hard when suddenly people stop responding to us. They move to different seats. They no longer allow space for us. They don't open up the conversations and allow us room and space to share. This can hurt and it can be so confusing. 
I know some of you girls have seen the movie Mean Girls, based on the book Mean Girls and Wannabes by Rosalind Wiseman. As we look at a mean girl in a social hierarchy, we see a queen bee at the top. Marnie was using her power to exclude people. Marnie would have been described as the queen bee. She was in control of a group of girls in that sixth grade. She decided what the girls did from where they sat at lunch to who they got to play with at recess, the things they got to do on the weekends together. There's good popularity and then there's bad popularity. Some kids will be mean to others just so that they can fit in with a popular group even when they know better. Several of you girls have experienced this where maybe a friend ditches you, leaves the friendship to go and belong to that more popular group. They distance themselves from you so that they can associate more with that group and less with you. And I know that's very hurtful and upsetting. Oftentimes, though, we think it's the most popular girl that does this or the most popular guy. But research really sees that in the social structure, the most aggressive students aren't the ones at the very top. They're the ones trying to move up to the top. They're just below the popular group. Those students are often the most unkind. Next, we explored some of the different perceptions and misconceptions about popularity. Social maneuvering, trying to move up that social ladder, is tied to popularity, which many children crave. But bad popular students can have higher social status particularly in middle school. The good popular students are the ones that are most liked by all students. They're inclusive, act like friends to a wide number of peers, and they're often respected for their talents. They're usually very kind. And as they grow older, they're often the leaders in their school, and they don't describe themselves as popular. Bad popular students might be the pretty or handsome student, they often have lots of friends, they date more often, and they wield more social power. Being popular is good if it's the good popular kind. If popularity were based on the good popular model, the most popular kids would work to make the school a better place for all kids. So great girls, you can be an agent of change in your school. You can be intentionally kind to others. You can give compliments, be helpful, be pleasant. You can spend time with different people. You can invite people in. That's how you build your good popularity, where people see you as a kind and caring person, someone that's willing to help others out, someone that is willing to have conversations and do fun things with other people. Your openness and kindness is what will attract other people to you, and that will raise your popularity. We want you to be the good popular. So remember, the difference between good and bad popular is the goal behind it. Bad popular is striving for power. They're trying to climb the social ladder. They're only making connections for how it might serve them, not because they're interested in the person. Why is being popular so important to us? It's actually part of our survival mechanism. We rely on one another for survival. So connection and relationship has always been very important for us. When we feel part of a group, we feel protected. We feel that we have a place, that we belong. That's what we all want. But be aware of why you want to be in a particular group, why you want to be friends with someone. Are they truly a kind person? Is this a warm, open, and welcoming group, or do you have to shift and change to be someone else for you to belong? 
Another question is, why are the effects of being unpopular? It can really be hard when you feel that you're being excluded or that you feel that bad popular group really looks down on you. If you feel that you're being ostracized by that bad popular group, I want you to turn your focus and attention to the other students that aren't a part of that group. Who can you really connect with that might be warm, inviting, that you could actually have a real deep, meaningful connection with? Other people you might have common shared interests with beyond the superficial. We also discussed how leadership and popularity are similar. Bad popular students often are using their leadership skills to control the group, to manipulate people, to get people to do what they want them to do. They often use their attention and focus to maintain their power and popularity. If only they could use that leadership in a more constructive, kind, and empathic way. It could truly shift the whole experience for many students at the school. The third scenario involves Allison, a former high school student of mine. Here is her story. I had my first boyfriend when I was 16. I did not realize I had become his girlfriend while he was still dating another girl at a different high school. He ended up breaking up with her and staying with me. One day, shortly after he broke up with her, I started getting nasty messages from her on social media. At first, I started firing back saying, just jealous he chose me and not you. Then she got all of her friends to start messaging me too. I had to get off of social media. A month or so after this started, our high schools played each other at a football game. She stood with her friends right in front of where I was performing with the cheerleading squad, holding signs with my picture and the word slut written all over them. It was horrible that someone I had never even met could harass me so much. And it got even worse when it left the computer and the bullying was right in front of my face. Cyberbullying is an ever-changing dynamic, giving a new and innovative way that kids find to hurt each other with technology. Empathetic disconnect describes the inability to see the emotions and feelings of someone receiving a message. In traditional bullying, an aggressor immediately sees the hurt that they've caused the target. Cyberbullying is very damaging because it can happen all the time. It can be something that the target continues to look at and worry about. With each new person that may see that comment, they are re-triggered and re-traumatized. So girls, it is so important when you are hurt and upset, take time to process and question why is this upsetting me so much? What is the feeling I'm having? What is the need under this feeling? How can I help support myself? Brave Tribe, I hope this short and sweet has been helpful. Please be mindful of the impact that building alliances has on how people feel. Be mindful of how you share information to friends and how it might impact in cloud how they see someone else. When you are sharing with friends, ask yourself, why am I sharing this? Am I looking for people to validate my pain? Am I looking for people to make others feel what I have felt? I hope that you've learned from this short and sweet and these different scenarios. If you have a scenario that you would like to share, I would love to see it in our community page. That way we can help and respond to you. And sometimes it's so nice to know that you are not alone. If you have additional questions or need support, feel free to reach out. But as always, sweet friends, continue to live life bravely and show up as that best version of you. 